0: You are listening to The 1% Christian, a daily Bible study where we get together for 1% of our day. We study God's Word and then we head out to the remaining 99%. To do something amazing with this life that God's given us. I am Pastor J.D. Ambrosio with Sound of Heaven Church in Deer Park, New York. I invite you to check us out at SOH.Church. Download our mobile app. There is a digital Bible on there. A great online community. All of our teachings. So it'll be an awesome resource to have right there in your pocket. And if you're listening anywhere where you get your podcasts. Like, share, subscribe. Turn on your notifications. We don't want you to miss anything. Also leave a five-star review and a great message uh, like I've been saying, those little things those little little things uh, help us to get further ahead in the algorithms makes it so that more people uh, see the uh, the podcast and I'll tell you we have seen a really good uptick in listens uh, particularly this week. so if you're out there uh, you know sharing, Awesome. If you're not, shame on you. No, just kidding. There is no shame or condemnation in the kingdom. But we could definitely use uh, your help if you're enjoying this uh, and you're getting a lot out of it. Just keep in mind, other people will as well. Okay, so we are in our final parable of Matthew chapter 13. There's 23 parables in uh, all of Matthew, uh, but we've gone through a few here over the past two weeks, right? We covered the parable of the sower which taught us to allow our heart to be cultivated and received, right? That was the seed on top of the different soils. Different soils was the condition of the heart, and we want to be one that is always ready to receive God's Word. Hopefully you're receiving God's Word each and every day here, and it's bearing fruit in your life. Um, the wheat and the tares, we talked about there is a separation between those that are you know, alongside God uh, through Jesus and those that are not. Um, and the patience that God has to let uh, them both manifest and expose who they are, right? We had the mustard seed and the leaven. We talked about how the small things, good and bad, can become big things, right? And then the treasure and the costly pearl yesterday where we acknowledged that Christ gave all, but also that the kingdom of God is a treasure. And when it's found, that it is worth giving up everything that you have. Because ultimately, what we have is nothing in comparison to what God can provide, right? When we're aligned with him and uh, we rely on his supernatural power versus our strength. I know my way has not always worked. Okay, but when I've leaned in and allowed God to do what God does, uh, I've seen much better results in my life. So go back, listen to some of these. um, And if you're not quite catching these the first time around, and that goes for any chapter and verse, give yourself a break. It is a journey. Uh, You can always reach out and ask any questions that you have uh, to me. Uh, and you can uh, find me at soh.church. Just send me a message through there. Send me a message through Facebook, Instagram, at Good News 24 uh, 7. Anything uh, that I can do to help you on your walk, I am here for you. So awesome. The parable of the net. This is a very similar parable to the wheat and the tares. We're going to go through. We're going to read this parable. We're going to touch on some things. Again, We've t- with the wheat and the tares, we've touched on a lot of what it's trying to hit home, uh, but there's some other parts of these uh, verses uh, that we can, we're definitely going to uh, extract from. Let's just get started here. This is Matthew chapter 13, 47, and we're going to be going through verse 42 today. It says, once again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net. That was let down into a lake and caught all kinds of fish. When it was full, the fishermen pulled it up to the shore. And then they sat down and collected the good fish in baskets, but threw the bad away. This is how it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into the blazing furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Okay. We hear the weeping and gnashing of teeth, and of, of course it you know, it uh, uh definitely is a sobering uh, you know visual here. Um, and so so let's address a few things here. Again, similar to the wheat and the tares. There's, there is a separation. Let's first look at the net, right? The gospel, the kingdom of God, will draw many unto it, right? But there are some that will receive and some that will not. Some that will accept, and some that will not. And that's where there is a separation. And in the parable, it talks about that separation happening at the end of the age. It was very similar to the wheat and the tares, talking about, hey, wait till the harvest time, and then we can separate the tares, which was uh, which was most likely the the Darnell the um the type of weed that was not only toxic to humans by the way uh, but uh, also looked a lot like wheat until the final stages of growth right sometimes we can be deceived by those that look like God or things that look like God and it's not of God right so this even in this in showing the fishermen and showing that in that you know the. Ones that would separate and you know toss out the one and keep the other, that it talks about them being the angels, the celestial beings accompanied by God, that really, a lot of times we cannot tell uh, someone's heart. We can look at the fruit and make a determination, right? That's righteous judgment, but it's God and the heavenlies that really makes that uh, distinction between the two. And it says that all this will happen at the end of the age. So we hear that term a lot, end of the age. That word age is the Greek word aeon, which means a period of time. Now, you have to ask yourself, and this is why I keep hitting on this. It's very, very important. What is the end of the age? What is it? Many will want to tell you that this is some sort of a future end, okay, okay? And if you want to believe that, that's okay. But what I want to challenge a little bit is, what has Jesus been talking about since the beginning of Matthew? What has he been positioning this whole time? Why is Jesus, in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, presenting the the principles of the kingdom of God? And if you've been listening along, hopefully you are acknowledging because there is a transition of Covenants. I'm positioning positioning to you that the end of the age being described here is the end of the old covenant, which they would see in that generation. See, right now in in Jesus's time, Jesus is introducing the kingdom uh, mainly to the Jewish believers. They are still going to the temple. They are still under the teachings of the scribes and the Pharisees. All of that was coming to an end, as I hope that you can see. Jesus is not only teaching them new principles, principles of power, but also pointing out contrasts between the true nature of God and maybe some of the things that they have observed, like an eye for an eye, right? Like that you should love your neighbor but hate your enemy jesus is changing all of these things and as i've stated before and we'll study it out a little bit more in future chapters at the end of that generation was a a climactic event where the the ruling rome came in and destroyed the temple okay so this is why i keep hitting on this because a lot of people want to take and apply end of age what i'm saying is is prayerfully consider that the end of the age is the end of the old covenant. And the understanding of both old and new covenants are, are extremely important. It's how we make sure that we don't just cherry pick. That's how we understand that God had a plan the whole time. And that you know, prior to Jesus, the believers only saw God through a veil, through a dimly lit veil lens. But what was being revealed to them is the absolute truth. The way the truth and the life was standing in front of them, and that was Jesus. I hope that makes sense. So the parable of the dragnet, we're going to put that away for now because it's very similar to the wheat and the tares. We understand that many got brought to the kingdom of God. some will be Some will be received, some will not, And it's not anything that you can do. It's really a matter of accepting. Remember, Jesus said, God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that those who believe in him shall never perish, but have eternal life. You cannot earn your way into the kingdom of God. It is an acceptance, a gift through Jesus. Okay. So now let's close out this chapter and close out our study today with the conversation here. So Jesus goes through all all of these parables, right? These stories with an underlying meaning. And he asks the disciples in verse 51 here, have you understood all of these things? Yes, they replied. Now, whether or not they totally get it, we won't know. Maybe they did. Maybe some of them did. Uh, Maybe they thought they got it. And uh, they got it a little bit later. Uh, Again, all is okay because uh, even if they totally got it, we know that they didn't live out and walk out perfect lives uh, according to what Jesus would have wanted anyway. None of these folks are perfect. They, in fact, are a lot like you and I, okay? Living our life, doing the best that we can. Uh, But they were drawing close to Jesus and they lived phenomenal, impactful lives. Hopefully, we can say the same for ourselves. I believe that if you draw into God, that you, there will be no doubt that your life will have a tremendous impact around, uh, with the world around you. So, Jesus makes a statement here after asking them, Have they understood all these things? And they say, Yes. Verse 52, he said to them, Therefore, every teacher of the law, or some, uh, some translations say, every scribe who has become a disciple, in the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a house who brings out of his storeroom, new treasures as well as old. What is he talking about here? He's talking about the knowledge of the old covenant now being married with the knowledge of the new. And that is powerful. Understanding what God, he was connecting the dots. Jesus was, as to what they had all read in Isaiah and in the prophets and in Genesis. And what Matthew is even trying to do in this gospel is to make the connection between what? Jesus and the lineage of David. Jesus and the lineage of Abraham. Jesus as a, uh, as a new and perfect Moses. How Moses was a type and shadow of Jesus. Connecting the dots. And Jesus is talking about how the teachers and the scribes that are able to pull from treasures from their house uh, out of the out of their storeroom right treasures of new and old that when you're able to make this connection that the that the everything in the old covenant is being fulfilled right before their eyes and that God is restoring the complete connection and relationship between himself and mankind There's only one way that the relationship between God and man is restored, and that is Jesus. But catch this. He's not just talking about the teachers. He's not just talking about the scribes, which, by the way, the scribes were some of the most respected members of God's people. They were responsible for the preservation of the scriptures. They were teachers of the law. And if anybody was supposed to know who the Messiah was, it was them. But just like the parable of the, uh, of the mustard seed, I'm sorry, the parable of the treasure, how the treasure was buried in the land and the landowner sold it off. Anyway, the scribes had Jesus had, they had the Messiah right in front of them and they didn't get it. Some of them did. They didn't have ears to hear. But check this out, which I think is so, so powerful. He is making this distinction, talking, not to scribes, not to teachers of the law. Remember, he is now answering and speaking directly to the disciples and saying, have you understood all these things? And they said, yes. Says every teacher of the law who has become a disciple in the kingdom is like the owner of a house who brings out of his storeroom new treasures as well as old. He is talking to fishermen. He's talking to tax collectors. He's talking to normal people, just like you and me. And by normal people, I mean these are people that are not that are not part of the Levitical priesthood. See, a big transition happens in the new covenant. Well, you have the Levitical priesthood in the old covenant. These are the people that took care of the temple. The only people that were allowed in the Holy of Holies, that inner part of the temple to now, as Peter said, we are a royal priesthood. You and me, we are the temple of God now. And I just want to reassure you today as we wrap up that Jesus, is sharing the new covenant principles, the same new covenant principles that you and I are talking about, that you and I are getting and receiving with the spirit that's inside of us, giving us this knowledge. Normal people, fishermen, tax collectors, modern day website designers, police officers, owners of businesses, sanitation workers, stockbrokers, you name it. We all have access to this knowledge. We all have the ability. Jesus was breaking barriers by taking normal people and making them world changers. Today, that barrier is broken. You can be, in your life, an incredible, incredible power for the kingdom of God. And in a world where we put so much honor on people that make YouTube and TikTok videos, right, influencers, what can you do with the kingdom of God? If they can do that with a with a dance, what can you do with the knowledge and the truth of God? It's not going to come without cost, very similar to the treasure and the costly pearl Right where the person making the purchase, the 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 soon-to-be landowner and the merchant had to sell everything they had, but it was worth it. And I want to let you know that you're not some spectator, bystander on the side, that God wants you in the mix. He wants you learning his principles and not just for you so that you can impact the world around you. And that's really what we're doing, right? Each and every day. We're coming together for a few minutes and then we're heading out and just realize that your life is a ministry. Amen? Let's pray. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you that you count us worthy, Lord God, to be considered among those that teach, those that make an impact around, those that you would trust with your word and the mysteries Right? The mysteries of the kingdom are no longer, in many ways, mysteries to us. And we have full, full authority through you, Jesus, to go out and share that. And we can share it in many ways. God, help us to share it in the ways that are most effective. By sharing scripture, but sharing your nature. By being love and joy and peace and patience and goodness and kindness and meekness and faithfulness. By being able to control our flesh, and, and, just, and just, just honor you in every way. Help us to be examples so that the world looks at us and, and wants more of you. In Jesus' mighty name. I'm Pastor J.D. Ambrosio, Sound of Heaven Church in Deer Park, New York. Check us out, soh.church, the 1% Christian, the daily Bible study where we get together for 1%. Head out and do something amazing. Do that today. We're going to finish Matthew chapter 13 tomorrow. Love you guys. Have a great day.